welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. Hey, this is Big Chief from the Bourbon Road, and you know what? This Texas trip is just getting more amazing by the minute. Before we get started with our episode today, you know what you need to go check out? SeldomSeenMaple.com. This is a small maple farm up in Ohio where they're aging maple syrup in bourbon barrels for six to nine months, extracting that bourbon out of the barrel and putting inside that maple syrup. That way you can pour it in your cocktail, or if you're a fat guy like me, you can pour it on your waffles or pancakes or some chicken and waffles like I like. Uh, so check them out today, seldomseemaple.com. All right, listeners. So you know I'm on the road for a couple days in Texas, and uh, that old red cherry of mine it found its way down to high Texas, and I'm at Garrison Brothers Distillery. And we got their master distiller sitting in a big old leather chair with me today, Donis Todd. Um, you're the man, the myth, the legend out here, right? Well, I don't know if I take it that far, but uh, I'm Donis. <laughs> That's almost like a Greek god name. <laughs> well, it was the 70s. My mom says that was the best decade ever, so she hung that <laughs> handle on me. <laughs> that's a that's a great name. First, I want to say thank you for your service. You served in the Air Force. Um we really appreciate our veterans out there. Well, I appreciate your service and and thank you. Yeah, but we're here to drink whiskey though, right? We are. We are. So let's get straight to that whiskey. We've had this on the show before, but tell me what we're drinking first here. Yeah, we're going to start off with uh, Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon Whiskey, our small batch. Small batch is the backbone. It's the workhorse of Garrison Brothers, and it's really how it all starts for me uh, every day that our entire lineup is all based off of my small batch bourbon. And the reason is because I still hand select every single barrel. Uh, almost every day I'm out in the barns tasting barrels and I'm looking for 50 to 55 barrels to marry together to support small batch bourbon. It is a vintage strategy. Uh, we're getting you and I are enjoying uh, some of the 2022. Uh, this is batch 2022-4. I'll make around 100 batches this year. Uh, I pick 50 to 55 barrels every time we got a clipboard full of POs. Uh, so hope you enjoy it. What did you say the mash bill was again? The mash bill for everything that we're going to enjoy is 74% corn, 15% wheat, 11% barley malt. All the grains are right here from Texas. Uh, we actually have relationships with the farmers that build the grain, uh, that grow the grains for us. And our corn is all white corn. Any special wheat there? So we use a, Two row red soft winter wheat, which, you know, a lot of distillers do. The reason it's special to me is I know the folks that grow it. I know the sacrifices they make. And uh, it means something that it's, you know, it's grown by people that I know. I, I, I'm i going to do better with it because I'm not buying it off a commodities market. Uh, I'm buying it folks that I get a Christmas card from. Yeah. Real farmers out there trying to make a real living, right? That's right. Um, just regular old Americans. You got to kind of love that still, that we still have that in America today. Yeah, you know, it, it just, it, it means something to me. It means something to Garrison Brothers that, you know, we have a relationship uh, with with the folks that are involved with our, with our business. And we truly believe that, yeah, this is beautiful, enjoyable liquid in the glass, but it's really just a result of amazing friendships that we've built over the last couple of decades. Now, can you explain to our listeners what two row means? Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, 
the actual grain when you, when you're looking at it there's different there's different strands of you know there's all different types of trees and uh there's all different types of of wheat and different types of mazes so we use a two row so you know if you could visualize uh or you know picture in your mind the the head of the wheat there's two rows of seeds there ah uh, man when i'm nosing this i get that you've ever been to cabela's and they have that kettle corn up there just cooking and you can smell that almost like a burnt toffee it, it smells so beautiful i you know i've drank this several times before that's no surprise because you know it's weeded so I absolutely love it, but the nose on this is just fantastic. A little bit of smokiness there I could get from like maybe maybe that campfire smoke, s'mores and stuff, but that kettle corn cooking, that's my biggest thing with this. Yep. The you know, it's a pretty heavy mash bill, you know, uh seventy four percent. Uh that is a pretty heavy uh corn ratio, but those corn oils, it really comes through and, and you know, you get that that warm butter, uh, that caramel, that popcorn. It's really coming through there. And uh, at 15 percent wheat, uh, you know, I, I'm a I'm a big weeder myself. I, I love the sweetness uh, that it brings not only, uh, you know, as you nose it, but to the front of your palate. And, you know, it really holds it all together right through the middle of the palate. And uh, then our Texas uh, heat here just amazing extraction from our uh, custom barrels that are toasted and then charred uh, great white American oak that's yard seasoned, you know, for anywhere from 24 to 36 uh, months. And then you do a really heavy toast on that and then you char it. And it, at the molecular level, we've really changed that white American oak. And then our intense Texas heat, we get to enjoy that extraction. So hope you, uh, hope you enjoy it. Cheers. Cheers. That's just yumminess in a glass right there. That you're you're right about that corn. It does have that sweet corn taste. Um, Chief Cheese used to make this corn. Uh, it's like almost a corn pudding, and I kind of get that out of that Chief Cheese packet. You take. Uh, I guess it's a sweet corn. I don't know what that is. Cream corn. And you pour it in that mix, almost a little cornmeal, and it, it kind of spoons out. But I get that right there. Um, not supposed to eat that anymore as an older guy, but <laughs> um, it's still good. I don't care who you are. That that caramel corn I was talking about, Cracker Jacks, any yeah. of that, it's in that glass right there. You know, and that's that's just something that I am that just I just love about bourbon about garrison brothers bourbon is what i call positive associations so you just had three or four of them just from a nose and a taste of of, of bourbon that's just made in high texas and there's something special about that those positive associations would just put you back at a different time and you get to draw on those experiences when you're having a new experience and that's pretty powerful well to be honest Donis, this is not my first experience with uh, <laughs> with Garrison Brothers because I've emptied several bottles of it before. Uh, you guys have always been kind to the Bourbon Road, uh, Dan and Blake, your your PR guy. Man, they they've always been great, and it's nice to finally come out here and see what it's all about. You know, I'm a Texas boy, so I get the Texas dry heat. Um, and we're here in the kind of winter time, and everything is that's the dry time really here. Um, but in the Texas heat, though, I could see those barrels just cooking. Yeah, that, you know, it's 
this week is a perfect example. It was, uh, we had a low of 17. The wind was blowing. They said it felt like five. It felt miserable to me. <laughs> I didn't need a number on it. And this Friday, it's going to be 70 degrees. So in a week period, we went from something that feels like five and it was 17 to 70 degrees. So that's an amazing cycle inside the 25,000 barrels that we have aging here on the ranch. A lot of people, you know, try to compare ages of different regions. And I always say that's unfair, right? Um, it would be like comparing a scotch to a bourbon, the two ages and stuff, right? Because what's it take to make a good scotch? 18, 30 years um, to make a Kentucky bourbon, Jimmy Russell would say eight to 12. Um, for a Texas whiskey, what would your be your age on that? Yeah, I'd have to add some variables in there. You know, I have to add, are, are we talking about my 15-gallon barrels or are we talking about my 53-gallon barrels? Because we get into that surface ratio. Sure. So, you know, if that 15-gallon barrel, I'm, you know, I love it at four years old. I hate them at eight. It tastes like a soggy toothpick, wet grass. Uh, I'm not into that stuff. I'm into this sweet corn, beautiful caramel, vanilla, chocolate sauce, long lingering depth. You know, I'm not into soggy toothpicks and wet grass. So you're not on the not on chewing on somebody's shoe. So <laughs> nah, I'm just not into it. You yeah, know? yeah. I don't think so, anybody's that. You know, my 53 gallon barrels. You know, I I, I want them to be you know in there a little longer. So it's it. For here, it depends on the barrel size that we're talking about. And I agree. I don't think it's fair to say, you know, oh, you know, four years in Texas is one year in Kentucky or one month in Scotland. Um, but the big picture, that doesn't really matter. Uh, we're here to make the best bourbon we can, you know, in the environment that we get to make it in. The people we're blessed to make it with, with the raw ingredients available to us. And uh, we set out to make the best bourbon we can. And we try to make better bourbon every day. So sour mash, sweet mash, which one is it? This is sweet mash. I have no setback. And so sweet mash, the great Dr. Pat Heist would always say uh, for our listeners out there, our new listeners that just come on, because you've everybody's heard me say this before, is that sweet mash, uh, what that'll do for a whiskey, it doesn't give you that great burn in your chest that a lot of people are scared of, right? So sweet mash and sour mash on have different flavor profiles on mm -hmm. different palates without a doubt. And for me on my palate, the reason that I'm a big sweet mash person is it is more enjoyable from front to back. And that long lingering finish is more enjoyable for my palate than if I make a mash using setback or sour sure. mash. Um, if I'm taking some of those wet distillers grain, a percentage of them, and adding it to that next batch uh, to let it ferment, um, the the esters change in that fermentation cycle, and it comes through the distillate, and then it ends up in the barrel, and it ends up in my glass. And for my palate, it's just not as enjoyable. And like I've said a couple of times, you know, I'm here to make the best bourbon I can, try to make better, better bourbon every day. And uh, Sweet Mash was our recipe to accomplish that goal. And, you know, we didn't have a hundred plus years of, you know, there's some cool taglines out there. Hey, a little bit of our very first batch from 18 blah, blah, blah is in this batch. We didn't have that. We, we started 15 years ago. We, we didn't have the, 
a batch, you know, we didn't need to do setback with today's technology, all stainless steel, the the ability to keep everything sanitized and clean and monitor our pH. And we just didn't need it. And it's more enjoyable on my palate if it's a sweet base, you know, mash. Yeah, I I'm, I dig sweet mashes. Uh, everything has its place, I think. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think for a sweet mash, more people would enjoy it if they're a new whiskey drinker. Um, and I would always try to steer them that way and say, hey, this might be a bourbon that you want to try. If you're a new whiskey drinker, it's not so uh, hard on your palate. Right. Um, where this still has a little bit of spice to it, that white pepper spice that I like. Um, not overpowering to you where you can, it doesn't kill that sweetness out. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, I'm on your side. Yeah. All I make is sweet mash. So I want everyone <laughs> drinking sweet mash. So, <laughs> uh, but I, I do agree with you that, uh, it, it is a little more enjoyable for, for most palates and, uh, that, you know, this isn't, you know, weeded bourbons are typically a little sweeter on the front, but, uh, you know, for Garrison brothers, uh, you know, it's still really important to know that you have a bourbon in your hand, uh, on the nose and on the palate. So yeah, there's some spice in there. Maybe not the Texas spice that we're, we're uh, that people may associate with, uh, with Texas, but sure. there's definitely the white pepper, you know, uh, so, you know, those floral notes can be spicy on some sensitive palates and yeah, even a cinnamon can be spicy on certain palates. Sure. Yeah. Well, heck what's the next whiskey you got for us? So we're going to take a step uh, to one of my newest releases, which is Guadalupe. And uh, as I'm out there in the barns tasting uh, barrels to support small batch bourbon, I uh, I come across barrels that uh, on my palate have a lot of uh, port characteristics. They have that raspberry, that cinnamon, that chocolate sauce, that caramel, things that I enjoy in a port. And why not highlight those? Why not bring those a little closer to the front of the palate so more folks can enjoy it and uh, have those great positive uh, associations? So Guadalupe is a beautiful four to six year old bourbon uh, that I finished for a couple of years in port barrels that I source to highlight what I'm putting in there. I'm not introducing anything new. I'm only using that second barrel to highlight what I already taste. So more palates can enjoy it. Um, I didn't want it to get a little dirty, uh, a little earthy. So I kept it at 107 proof. Didn't add uh, water to it after it left that port barrel. Uh, it keeps it uh, really fresh uh, and uh, it's really enjoyable. I'm, I'm geeking out just a little bit right now because uh, we've had several listeners try to give me a bottle of this. And I had this trip in mind and I was like, man, maybe I'll get to drink it What down there. So I said, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And I've seen everybody talk about it. I've seen everybody review it. I've uh, it it has hit the rounds, right? Yeah, uh, us whiskey nerds love it. Um, but I haven't personally got tasted, so I'm pretty excited about this right here. All right, I'm excited too. You know, it never gets old being someone's first. So, yeah, salute, yeah. cheers. Mm, that same nose, but just a little bit more there. That that floral notes are coming out in this. Maybe you know that. You probably around the same age as us and uh, that potpourri that was big in the 80s, early yeah. 90s and stuff. I get that in this glass a so, little bit. Yeah, so do I for sure. The floral really sets the stage for your palate. You're going to see that transition and uh, it, it it's so well balanced from the nose 
to the finish. And that's really important when you're finishing bourbons, it, you know, when you're, when you're going to manipulate that bourbon and it, by infusion or by a second barrel, the balance is so important that it, it doesn't get broken up. And I think uh, Guadalupe is just really balanced uh, from what you get on the nose to that long lingering finish. All right. Cheers. Cheers. All those same characteristics, a little bit more leathery, a little bit more drying on that back end, um, maybe coming from that port finish. Yeah, the port's going to uh, just crisp it up a little bit yeah. for sure. I like it. Uh, not so much spice on that, though, as you would have on your regular Garrison Brothers. Correct. So when I'm out there tasting those barrels for the small batch bourbon, uh, within a vintage, within a year, I'm I'm – being very consistent in the barrels that I'm selecting and marrying together to keep all the bottles we released that year within small batch all the same. And when I'm doing that, so if I come across those barrels that that doesn't have that white pepper that you you spoke of on the on the small batch, but it does have you know some of those port characteristics. So those barrels didn't go into small batch; they ended up being dumped and then finished in a wet pour barrel. Awesome. That I mean, I, I absolutely love this. I can see why everybody else loves it. Great, great proof on this at 107. Um, I think whiskey drinkers like me are looking for that that little higher proof. Uh, where American whiskey drinkers are not accustomed anymore to that 80, 90. Right? Uh, we're always looking for that. I hate to say this, but 101 or higher. Um, yeah. Well, you know, and uh, that really excites me as you know. A craftsman is the the flavor always should overpower the proof. If it's ever the other way, there was a mistake. So that everything we're going to taste from ninety four proof all the way up to one hundred and thirty one proof cowboy, I'm a the flavor overpowers the proof. And as bourbon drinkers experience more and more of that, they're going to seek higher and higher proofs. Because there's so much flavor and the water's not changing it. You're actually getting to experience what the distiller got to experience right when it came from the barrel. So you're literally standing in the barn with me because I haven't altered it. I haven't watered it down. I haven't filtered it. I haven't changed it. And I can't have you all in my barn with me. So this is the next best thing sure. is that representation of right out of the barrel. Why did you go with this color of wax right here? So it pops on the back bar. Um, we have what we call the Garrison Brothers Rainbow, and we're very, very proud of our lineup. But you know, it it every single release, every new product has its own color wax, and that copper, you know, color was just, you know, it just makes me feel, you know, like I'm in the Stillhouse. It just kind of those colors, how beautiful that that bourbon is how dark and rich it is and then with that copper just pops and you know we spend a lot of time standing around big copper stills so it to me <laughs> um it's a little bit of burnt orange there that texas sunset um super beautiful if you've ever seen a longhorn this color right here um, super pops. I love it. Uh, I love the color. And obviously your bottles are some of the most beautiful bottles 
in America um, with the civil work on there, the banding and stuff. I just, I really dig it. You can't get much better than these right here. I just, man, I'm in, I'm in awe just driving out here. You know, we're me and my brother skipping along down Highway 281, doing about 90 miles an hour, and um, we're kind of running down memory lane, me and him, because we grew up running these roads, and uh, hoping we don't bump into any of our kids or something <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know about out there. Um, but driving up here to the distillery, um, I was just simply amazed. You guys are like the maker's mark of Texas out here. Um, you're not near the city. Uh, you're out on a ranch, you know, two different aspects of distilleries, right? Um, so the maker's mark of Texas, that's what I'm, that's what I'm. Yeah. And that's a, you. you know, that's, that's a, that's an amazing, uh, you know, statement. That's a, that's a hell of a compliment. Uh, you know, Dan, Dan Garrison, our founder who you've, uh, had a chance to spend some time with, uh, you know, he crawled all over maker's mark years and years ago, you know, about 20 years ago, he crawled all over it. And, uh, you know, he walked away from the Kentucky bourbon trail and said, I, I can do this in Texas. And, you know, I've heard him say it a thousand times, uh, before we, before we even got started, uh, was that, you know, I want to do Maker's Mark. We're just going to have to be a little smaller, you know. So for you to make that uh, comment means a ton to us because it's been our founder's vision. And, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot more than just a vision, but you have to have that vision. And, uh, you know, you got to follow that with uh, passion and dollars. So, well, you go in there, you know, show up here and we go into your bottling room and very special to be to see um, your fans, your people that drink your whiskey want to come in and help you out just to just to have that connection with you you're they're volunteers really yes sir um, every all, all of garrison brothers bottles are are all hand dipped by volunteers uh two days of uh what we call work and uh you know so every two days we get 20 to 25 new uh volunteers here to help us bottle our bourbon so uh and these are avid fans no matter where i go you know, people come up to me and say, you know, they know exactly the bottle range number they got the bottle, what skew it was. You know, they they are avid fans. And, you know, we kind of get our hooks in them after they come and spend two days with us. Yeah, a lot of veterans in there, too. I walked in there and uh, a lot of them are thanking me for my service and stuff. And uh, how does somebody what how would one of our listeners go about getting on that deal right there? They just jump on the Garrison Brothers website, garrisonbros.com and so. Uh, Scroll on down to the bottom where uh, you can sign up to be a future Texas bourbon bottler. And uh, we make you sign your life away, a couple warnings. And we ask if you really want to come hang out with a couple of rednecks and bottle bourbon. If you check yes, uh, you go into the you go into the pool of future uh, bottlers. And uh, if uh, we have a generator that randomly selects about 500 people, uh, you know, monthly and uh, you answer the email. And you're signed up. You're allowed to sign yourself and one other person up. We ask for two days and uh, we feed you breakfast and lunch. And after your two days, we give you a little uh, go bag uh, to enjoy on the way home or when you get home. Oh, and I'm, I'm imagining they get to sip on something while they're here. We definitely do that. After they're done bottling? <laughs> no, no, not after. Forget that. So uh, we get started uh, about nine o'clock in the morning uh, after some, uh, you know, some type of breakfast uh, casserole or some breakfast tacos, uh, whatever the chefs put together for us. So a little after nine, we'll get started. And we start right off with a quality control shot. To my knowledge, uh, 
Uh, I've been making Dan and Charlie's bourbon for him uh, for a little over 15 years. To my knowledge, I haven't released any bad bourbon uh, and I don't want to start. So uh, about every 30 minutes, I have all the volunteers do a quality control shot just to make sure I don't ever release any bad bourbon. So, you know, little little taste every 30 minutes uh, just ensures that it's good quality Texas straight bourbon whiskey that uh, most palates are going to enjoy. I would be covered in wax. <laughs> I, I would, it would be a it would be a horror scene right there. I'd I'd be burned up from that wax and stuff. But it was amazing to see them uh, doing that and that they were just. It, if you've ever seen the movie Elf and all the little elves in there working, they were just the happiest little elves, and they're just dipping bourbon bottles, so just going to town on it. Uh, I love to see that. I love to see other whiskey drinkers with that passion that I have. Um, and it's it it shows that you guys are very compassionate about the people that are drinking your whiskey and giving back to that community of, of whiskey nerds out there. For sure. We have this amazing platform and, and uh, we get to use it in many different ways. And I have so many positive takeaways from uh having the opportunity to make bourbon for Dan and Charlie, but uh, something that I never even dreamed of, I never thought of, it never crossed my mind, but some of the most positive takeaways have happened around that bottling table. Uh, it's just amazing the people that I've had an opportunity to bottle bourbon with and get to know. And I mean, from, from astronauts to, uh, you know, to homemakers and everything in between, it's really been amazing. That's, that's pretty amazing. Before we, before we finish up this first half, uh, and we got a second half with some amazing stuff going to happen here at this table, uh, big guys, kind of like what we're about to do. But, you know, I want to kind of go from where did you go? You, you were in the Air Force, right? And how long did you serve? I spent 10 years in the United States Air Force. Wow. That's a lot of people. That's a career, right? Yeah. I was just right at that spot where I had to make that decision. I, you know, uh, my grandfather uh, always was tinkering with stills. I grew up uh, around stills. I, I, I always had the, the passion that I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I just had to find the right fit. Uh, I come from a big military uh, family and uh, joined the United States Air Force. I don't regret a minute of it. It was a great decade of my life. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, the sacrifices that uh, the families have to make. Uh, for all of our men and women who serve our country uh, really gets overlooked. And uh, uh, I'm a big old guy, but I'm really not that tough. And uh, when my little boy, Cal, uh, was begging me not to leave and when I was going to be back, I was I just uh, it was time for me to uh, follow my true passion, which was uh, to make bourbon. And uh, I seek Dan and Charlie Garrison out and uh, they didn't know it. Um, that they were going to hire me. Uh, it took me a little bit to convince them, but I literally just showed up on their doorstep and told them who I was and told them I was going to make their bourbon for them. And it happened just like that. It took about six months of me uh, kind of freelancing and harassing Dan, but uh, he says I tricked him. I say he finally came around to his senses, but uh, we still have that same argument 15 years later. So, well, well I'd say he made a damn wise decision. See, you're what on you, my side. I what like you it. should do right now, Dan, I know you're going to listen to this. You should. <laughs> You should double Donis's pay is what you should do. Uh, he deserves it. Uh, maybe give a little bit to Blake for setting all this up. But There um, we go. Sounds good to me. Yeah. It, it's a win-win is what I call that. 
Uh, I, I like win-wins. As long as I get to still drink your whiskey. I mean, I guess that's that's what. Well, listeners, on the second half, we're going to come back. We're going to drink a third a third bourbon um, that you guys have, and then we'll drink a cocktail. And there's this little bitty barbecue joint down the road from you guys. Uh, I think there's some of that in the room. I can smell it. Oh, um, yeah. We're going to tear that up. <laughs> we'll go eat some barbecue, and we're going to pair that with a cocktail from here at Garrison Brothers. So um, stick with us. We'll be right back. Listeners, you know what I love. I love making it old-fashioned. But instead of using simple syrup, I like to use maple syrup. And the best kind of maple syrup you can use is from Seldom Seen Farms up in Ohio. It's aged six to nine months in bourbon barrels. It takes that flavor out of there, meshes with that maple syrup. It is just some goodness in a bottle and stuff. They were actually the 2021 Grand Champion of the Maple Festival. Um, you're not going to get much better than that. Um, they got all other kinds of products. You can order by the case of 12 bottles. That's how I roll. You know, I eat a lot of pancakes, eat a lot of waffles, eat a lot of chicken and waffles. We make a lot of cocktails, and that's what me and Jim like to use in our cocktails. They've got some cotton candy that they've spin out of this they also have some bourbon maple candles you can get all kinds of stuff at their website hell they even sell some buttermilk pancake mix to go along with that maple syrup so check them out at seldomseenmaple.com tell them the bourbon road sent you this is a family owned and operated maple farm Um, he's in that season right now where he's extracting that maple sap out of those trees he's got about 2500 of them he takes them into his big old cookhouse there um cooks it down bottles it up and sends it out to us it doesn't get much better than that like i said family owned and operated up in ohio seldom seen maple.com you're gonna love it all right listeners we are back and it's about to go down right here in this little room. So, Donis, we got a whiskey in our glass. What do we got right here? All right. We're 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 getting ready to uh, enjoy some Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon Whiskey Cowboy Bourbon. And Cowboy Bourbon is a cast strength, unfiltered uh, expression. This is the seventh uh, vintage that I put together, which is our 2021 Cowboy 131 Proof. And what cowboy bourbon is, is uh, when I'm out there in the barns tasting barrels to support small batch bourbon, I come across what I call my piggy banks. Remember when you're a little kid, you you wanted to figure out how much money you had, you grab your piggy bank and shake it. Uh, By now, you all figured out I never really grew up. I'm still shaking stuff to figure out how much I got. So when I'm out there tasting the barrels for uh, small batch bourbon, I come across barrels that are almost completely empty. And I tag those as my piggy banks. And I don't taste them right then and there. Um, I don't know if you've ever uh, uh, licked a Kool-Aid packet, uh, but when I was a young child, I did. And, you know, I love orange Kool-Aid and I loved my mom's orange Kool-Aid. About eight or nine years old, I looked over on the green Formica countertop and I saw that aluminum foil ripped open and I saw those orange sparkles. And uh, by now you figured out I'm not real bright, but I was like, hmm, I love orange Kool-Aid. It must have came from that. That has to be amazing. And I licked the damn 
Kool-Aid packet. <laughs> about ruin orange Kool-Aid for me. And my cowboy bourbon uh, barrels are just like that. Those piggy banks. Right then and there, I got a job to do. It's a really good job. But I got to find 50 to 55 barrels to marry together to produce small batch bourbon. And uh, everyone's always waiting on me to put more bourbon together for small batch. We're truly blessed. So I don't taste those piggybacks right then. Uh, I just round them all up, put them over in the corner, and then wait a couple of more years and start tasting my way through those. And all those flavors that should be dispersed over 15 gallons or 30 gallons or 53 gallons are concentrated, condensed down to one or two gallons. I marry all those piggy banks together and I don't do anything else. It goes into a bottle, into your glass. So this is as close as you're ever going to get with tasting barrels right out in the barrel barn with me. And even though it flirts with hazmat up there in those 130, 140 proof range, I still firmly believe that the flavor overpowers the proof. And this is just going to be delicious with what we're getting ready to dig into. Well, First, your package, you must have that rich kind of Kool-Aid because ours doesn't have all sugar in it. I don't know if you've ever tasted any Kool-Aid without sugar before. It's not the best tasting stuff in the world. I said it damn near ruined orange Kool-Aid for me. <laughs> yeah, it blew my palate out. It was so intense and it was not what I was thinking. Yeah, that gallon that my mom made with the two cups of sugar added to it and the good old well water, that's that's what made it real good. It wasn't those orange sparkles on that aluminum foil. <laughs> Did it make you feel like you were going to go to space? Oh, man. I. Yeah, I don't know where I was headed, but I knew I no, I wasn't. I didn't do it twice. Let's just say that. <laughs> I think we both been there before. We for sure has. Well, already nosing this thing is just. It's like walking into a candy store, right? Um, oh, buttered toffee, right there. Um, I could go go on and on about the the, the complexities of the just the nose of this. Um, you know, cooking caramel. So much of that just cooking sweetness and stuff. Walking into a cinnamon bun store, right? Um, it's all there. Yeah, it has a real sticky bun, not only aroma, but you know, on your palate. Yeah, that cinnamon's in there a little yep. bit. Our, Mitch is in here, my little brother. He's uh he's been on the podcast before, but he's he's about <laughs> he's about to tear up some barbecue over here. Um, but we'll drink this first, uh, the cowboy. I got the s'mores on there that, you know, that graham cracker toasted. Yeah, it's it got, doesn't drink 131, though, to me. And and that's that's what I want to hear. I, I love hearing the toasted marshmallow and the sticky bun and cinnamon bomb. Yeah, th- those are fun. Those are good, positive associations for people. But the big takeaway for me is the flavor overpowers the proof. And when, you know, that Guadalupe at 107 or the Balmeray at 115 or Cowboy up there, 130, 140 proof. When people consistently say, well, it doesn't drink like that, then your flavor overpowers your proof and you know you're doing it right. Now, you new listeners out there just started drinking whiskey, just started listening to us. Um, I do not believe this is a whiskey for a brand new whiskey drinker. You get a year into it, two years into it. I think this is probably that range you might be able to handle. You kind of got to work your way to this because a lot of people would drink this and be like, oh, my God, this just took my britches off. But if you've been drinking for whiskey for a couple years and you want to try something that's very exceptional, this is it right here, the Cowboy. <clears throat> it, it, and it will pair perfectly with because of the sweetness with some beef, right, um, with some 
ranch style beans we're about to eat up. Um, but such a beautiful expression of whiskey, Donis. I just, I got to compliment you on this. I would put this right here and I don't think I've ever had the cowboy before. I'd put this right up there. Um, in my top five of weeded bourbons of all time right here. Well, thank you. It's, uh, it, it's really special to us It you know, cowboy bourbon really put us on the map and, uh, you know, we're, we're truly blessed that, uh, we get to make bourbon every day and the, the cowboy, it, I don't make a bunch of it, you know, and, but like you said, it, it's not a starter bourbon. You know, this is someone who knows the proper way to nose bourbon and taste bourbon and has, has had an opportunity to enjoy a lot of different bourbons and the, their palate has really grown uh, over, you know, that experience of tasting different bourbons this you know if cowboy was the first bourbon you ever had you 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 may not ever have bourbon again but if it's something that you worked yourself up to it's probably the last one you'll ever want you know and i tell (laughs) folks all the time I, i meet people every day that have a bad bourbon story and every day i'm giving people a good bourbon story and that doesn't get old i would tell you my listeners out there our listeners that if you can't get your hands on a bottle of pappy or one of those special weeded bourbons out there, seek out a craft distillery, um, seek out Garrison brothers, seek out a bottle of this right here. And, uh, you might just be surprised. It'll blow the doors off some of that stuff. And that that's come from me that loves Weller foolproof. What loves Weller? Um, I love bankers mark their, their bottle finished, you know, their, uh, cast strength finishes and stuff like that um but this right here is just heavenly heavenly the weedy king of kentucky has put a stamp on this right here all right for sure well you know blake drove down the road it's it's almost an hour drive over to a little bitty place called the salt like it's a little bit famous right here in texas right yeah if 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 you like barbecue and uh you want true some true Texas barbecue, you need to find your way to the Salt Lake. Now, when you think of barbecue, Donist, um, you're you're from Ohio, right? You're from Marble, I am. Marblehead, yep. Ohio. But you, you've been down here for quite a bit of time right now, right? I have. Yep. Um, and you think Texas barbecue, what's the two meats that you usually think of? So, you know, if I'm going to, as you know, as you can see, no one else can. I'm definitely not the two meat plate guy. I'm more of the three or four meat plate guy. Yeah, yeah. But if I was only going to do a two meat plate, uh, you know, I, I've kind of eyeballed the place a little bit. I don't usually go in anywhere I'm going to eat. I'm not going in blind. I'm, I'm pretty serious about sure. what, what my grub. Uh, but no matter what, I'm getting the brisket. That That's the, you know, that's the benchmark. That's, that's, I'm going to, I'm putting everybody's brisket, you know, against my brisket. Yeah. That, that's what we do. And uh, that second meat is going to be a little bit of research I've done or eyeballing the place. Uh, but it's typically going to be sausage, you know, uh, is, uh, you know, the, the German heritage here uh, in the Texas Hill Country, you know, the, the, they make some amazing sausage because they they they, they process that, uh, you know, maybe the, the pig or the cow or the venison, the deer. And the, these folks make their own sausage, uh, you know, and that's just a whole other level from where I grew up is, you know, most of these folks that are serving you sausage, they're literally making the sausage. And uh, it, I almost always go with uh, brisket and a sausage. And a lot of people don't realize here in Texas that right down the road here, uh, there's two famous towns. Um, 
is we're driving in, me and my little brother are talking about it. And I actually asked Blake about this. There's Lukenbach, Texas. It's, to me, it's world famous. And then me and him were talking about it. And I was like, maybe not everybody knows that song has heard of it. Maybe that's not famous to them. Maybe it's just us that it's famous for, right? Yeah, you know, it, it, not disagreeing. I'm sure there's a lot of people that maybe never heard the song and don't know anything about Lukenbach, Texas. But you go over there on a Saturday, you think the whole world knows about it. You know, thousands of cars a day go through there. I mean, it's it, and it's in the middle of nowhere. It is. It's not much, but it's Lukenbach. I, I, I gotta say, there's actually three famous places right in this area. Uh, and really four now, High Texas put on put on a map by you guys. Um, but Fredericksburg was one of the largest German German settlements in America um, when it was founded. A lot of people don't know that, and that's how kind of Texas got its sausage making. Uh, you know, you go to Texas barbecue and you'll see sausage, right? Uh, you'll see it <laughs> everywhere. Uh, some people think that's a little weird. Uh, you know, they're like barbecue and sausage. You yeah. know, uh, don't really go together, but that's kind of how kielbasa is a that's kind of how it came about and stuff is fredericksburg texas and then you got johnson city obviously is famous for lbj right uh lyndon b johnson his wife lady bird and then yeah i forgot about it um i mean we're talking about fredericksburg but one of the greatest things to us is military veterans is admiral nimitz is from fredericksburg texas yeah, that's and, right uh, yeah pretty great american right there yeah so uh a little road trip down Texas history there for you um, and why this area is so special. Um, a lot of wine here too, though. So good Lord. I, I don't know how many wineries there are, but let's get to this brisket right here. But first Blake made us some cocktails or somebody made us cocktails. You heard their bartenders, Blake saying made them, made the cocktails for us. What, what kind of cocktail is this? So we call this a John Daly and, uh, it's good old Texas straight bourbon uh, whiskey, small batch, so our 94 proof, what we started to, uh, started our afternoon off with, and uh, it's got equal parts of iced tea and lemonade. So, you know, almost everyone's heard, uh, you know, now I got to be careful saying that because I think everyone knows a Lukenbach, but about everyone's heard of uh, an Arnold Palmer, which is iced tea and lemonade. And uh, so we took an Arnold Palmer. We put bourbon in it, and it made us think of John Daly because he usually had bourbon inside him. So yeah. uh, we call it we call it a John Daly because it's an honored Palmer with with some good old bourbon in it. I mean, if I drink this all day long, I could drive a golf ball five hundred yards too. Yeah, I'm thinking you could probably already hit it three fifty four hundred. You're a pretty big old boy, so uh, we get you fueled with some John Daly's. I, I think you're flirting with driving the par fives. I'm going to pick up some new wives along the way. Um, so we right in front of us from the salt lick. Like I said, if you haven't been there, you got to go. They got an amazing looking pit when you go in there where all the meat is resting and stuff An open fire briskets laying out there, sausage hanging. Um, it, it's an amazing sight, amazing smells. It's a BYOB. So you can come to Garrison Brothers, grab some whiskey and you can walk in that place and pour your own whiskey, right? That's right. And it, it never gets old. We do it about once a week. So it's BYOB. And you're right. That pit just takes you back. It's probably one of the most photographed barbecue pits in the world. And uh, what always makes me happy is every time I see uh, see one of those posts on social media, there's a there's a 15-gallon uh, whiskey barrel sitting there that they knock the top out of that they keep their mop in. What they 
what they're keeping all those ribs sauced with. And that's a Garrison, used Garrison Brothers barrel. Years and years ago, the Salt Lake aged some of their uh, traditional barbecue sauce in some of our barrels. And then they turned them into, you know, decor around. And so it's always fun to see that barrel. Amazing. And you, they, they, I know for a fact they have lemonade. They have sweet tea over there. So you can make your own John Daly um, with your whiskey from Garrison Brothers that you came here and picked up. So that's something that you want to do. We gave you all that right there in one little Texas road trip. Uh, there's some great little Airbnbs around here, some uh, VRBOs, air, whatever, bed and breakfasts um, you can stay at. But um, we're going to tear this up for a minute. Uh, so give us a break. So listeners, we just like, I, I don't know if you could say sucked down or inhaled some uh, brisket, some sausage, some German potato salad that has no mustard in it or no no uh, mayonnaise, uh, some ranch-style beans, as I like to call them. Is that what you'd call them, too, ranch-style beans? Yes, sir. Um, man, I, I, we were talking the other day. I, I could just eat, eat a can of ranch-style beans. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure all three of us have, have that, done it. That's high living right there. That's right. <laughs> and I bet all three of us have done it right out of the can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's the only way to do it, right? yeah. actually. In the middle of the night, about 2 o'clock in the morning, that's the way I like to do it. <laughs> um, But we we finished. We drained our cocktails. I did anyways. Uh, and it's a dangerous cocktail. I noticed you drained yours too, Dawson. Oh, yeah. They don't last long. Yeah. We're sitting here telling stories about your bottlers and stuff and some dancing that's going on out there uh yeah that that john daly is sneak up on you you know it's uh equal parts iced tea lemonade and bourbon and uh it's a it's an easy drinker so it it'll have you dancing in no time well i it, it paired perfectly with barbecue sweet tea and barbecue go together anyways so you know we had brisket from salt lake sausage from salt lake uh beans and potato salad um no bread needed on this. And it was served on a, it looks like a giant pecan log to me, um, which is even more amazing. Uh, drinking this John Daly made with your guys's bourbon, uh, iced tea and lemonade. I, what a day, what yeah. a day it's been out here. Your team is phenomenal. Um, I love it. What's uh, Garrison Brothers got coming down the pike, though? Is there anything special coming down the pike? There is. I've been I've been working the last decade or so on uh, on some different finishing uh, and our honeydew bourbon, which is uh, barrels that on my palate have a natural wildflower floral subtle honey notes. We turn it into our honeydew bourbon. I infuse the that bourbon with Burleson's Texas Organic Wildflower Honey, and we bottle it at eighty proof. So when it's still at cast strength after the infusion, uh, I've been taking that bourbon and filling cognac barrels and letting those cognac barrels with that cast strength honeydew uh, rest out in barrel barn pavo. And uh, it is the next thing coming down the pike. It is a, it's a mouthful. It is a uh, honey infused cast strength cognac finished uh, bourbon, and it is worth trying to fight saying all that because it is special good lord um i think we should go taste I, think we, I think we should uh yeah i see mitch over there just shaking he's sucking down his john daly <laughs> yeah he's getting his cup ready <laughs> yeah he's getting his cup ready uh we'll go do that and stuff uh i just can't wait for that and stuff those those as you guys like to say those busy little texas bees 
um, that have been uh, sucking down some blue bonnet flowers. Um, if people don't know their listeners out there, blue bonnet flower is the Texas flower. A little te- more Texas history for you. That's right. Yeah. Um, making that honey for that that bourbon, and this is going to be a special one. And you said you said cast strength, right? It is. Oh man, yeah, oh, it man. is cast strength. You know, uh, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but uh, you know, it, it's something special when you can elevate that alcohol content, uh, but the flavor uh, really masks it. And uh, but it just it's fun to release those high proof. Uh, releases uh, and people are blown away and you know that that it never gets old when people say oh it doesn't drink like that well Donis I really appreciate you letting us come to Garrison Brothers you treated us um, so amazingly and I always talk about that as my experience coming into distillery is how I um, think a tourist would get come in a whiskey drinker and I, I get to actually look out the window here and i see people on tour and they're just finished their tours up and i don't know if they drink a lot of bourbon on tour but all i see out there is smiles uh and that's a good thing um so thank you so much blake thank you um me and mitch can't thank you enough for letting us come in i know jim has missed out on his Texas trip, and he he's probably regretting. But I'm gonna make him some John Daly when we get back, and put a big old smile on his face, and uh, he'll be saying thank you too. Um, where can we find Garrison Brothers at on social media online? Yeah, so the you know start with the uh, start with the Garrison Brothers website, which is uh, uh, GarrisonBros.com, and of course you know. Uh, Blake works really, really hard to have, uh, you know, a constant flow of great Facebook and Instagram and Twitter stuff. So, but uh, I would start at garrisonbros.com. All right. We'll, we'll get our listeners to check you guys out, follow you on Instagram, follow you on all your social media. I don't know if you guys are on TikTok. They got you dancing through the barrel house. That'd, that'd be pretty amazing. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the guy to that, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, as you probably already figured out, uh, you know, that's that's not me. Uh, I spend a lot of times in the barns and I do dance. Uh, but, uh, you know, that that next step, that's up to Blake. I climbed on a buffalo yesterday. So if I can do that, you can do almost anything. Oh, yeah. Um, people probably wonder how I got up there. But I just hopped right on up there. <laughs> Well, once again, thank you. Listeners, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Oh, man, did I miss anything? I'm trying to think. We're not on Twitch or anything like that. The main place you can find us is on Facebook. we got a private Facebook group called the Bourbon Roadies. Check it out. 2,500 people strong and growing every day. Three rules to get in there. Are you 21? Do you like bourbon? Uh, I can't imagine anybody not loving bourbon. And do you agree to play nice? Because as we've said before, if you drink from the very bottom of that shelf um, to the very top of it, we want you to be inclusive in there. Uh, be nice. If you want to celebrate a birth, a death of a family member that loved whiskey and say, hey, raise a glass of this uh, person's life. We want you to do that. If you're retiring, if you are getting promoted, whatever it is, we want to be a celebration in there, a celebration of life, celebration with whiskey. That's what we're all about. Um, Before we go any further, um, Garrison Brothers, through the Bourbon Road, we're going to do a big old um, bottle of their Garrison Brothers whiskey with a t-shirt and a glass. Um, What you got to do is noontime is you got to follow the, you got to follow Garrison Brothers. You got to follow the Bourbon Road 
And what you have to do is tell me the famous admiral from this town right here, um, from this area. Tell me that famous admiral's name on Instagram on our post. His entire name, his rank, his first name, and his last name. Um, and you'll win that giveaway from us through Garrison Brothers. Thank you guys for uh, giving us that bottle. Um, we do two shows a week. We do our review, and then we do our long show with great people like Donis from Garrison Brothers. Um, but the way to figure out how that show's coming out is you need to scroll on up to that app, hit that check sign, that plus sign, that subscribe sign. Um, that'll let you know that show's coming out. The next thing we need you to do is scroll on down, hit that five-star review, leave us some comments. Those comments, those reviews help us get into distilleries. It gets great whiskeys in our hands. It lets us give you great content. You know what's going to happen if you don't, right? The big bad booty daddy of bourbon is going to come knocking on your door. He's going to have arms full of this Garrison Brothers whiskey. We're going to drink all night long. By the end of the night, you're going to be pushing that five-star review. You're going to be typing away with some comments. But seriously, those five-star reviews get us in these doors, and we really appreciate them. So uh, it'll help us out. We want you to go check out our website, thebourbonroad.com. We got our swag on there, the Bourbon Bullshitter t-shirt. I'm actually wearing one right now. You want this shirt right here. We also have our Bourbon Road shirt on there. We have some flasks. We have some Glen Cairns. We got all kinds of stuff. Uh, we'd appreciate you buy that. We are a veteran-owned and operated business, a podcast. Um, that's what gets us on the down the bourbon road that's what allowed me to come to texas and drink whiskey so we'd appreciate that purchase we also have our articles on there i'll be writing a great article about this right here the salt lick and a recipe for the john daly drink um so you want to check that out um best way to reach out to us is probably our um, emails he's jim at the bourbon road i'm mike at the bourbon road we'd appreciate that our website you can contact us on there if you got a distillery in your backyard you want us to check out or a whiskey you want us to review send us a little note we'll check it out we'll get in their doors but probably the best way to find us is uh go ahead and hit up our dms on instagram he's jay shannon 63 I'm Big Bourbon Chief, and we'll see you on down the Bourbon Road. 